Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast this week. Got a lot going on, especially uh, especially on your side, because <laughs> you're sitting there trying to run around like crazy with the charity. So we're a day late from when we said we we're going to do the next podcast, but overall we got another one in tonight. Yeah, good. Are you glad this thing's almost over on Fuck, August 1st? Man. I, I, <laughs> I hate to be that way, because tonight, driving around, our pal Susan DeVincent talked to today. Yeah. She's like, like shit man you're always driving i'm like <laughs> putting this goddamn charity event on um but you like driving around i mean like I do. you like go to la and drive around yeah and yeah yeah you won't panic about traffic you just the things you want to see and understand it's just part of the deal you know dave I, I will tell you it's time consuming and it's stressful because you want to be great yeah. i want to be great for all of you that are coming and i want it to be great for you know Bob and Che and Carol and <clears throat> John Van Zanti from the from the charities, uh, the the team from the Ron McDonald House. Man, I want it to be great for them. Yeah. And so it's 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 a little bit like planning five kids' birthdays at the same time and trying to make sure that you have the right gift and getting everything in and but the people that we have supporting us on this thing are unbelievable. Like. Uh, John Connett from Mad Friars sent me a message. And he goes, shit, man, I think I'm going to be in town. Wow. And I go, God, that's great. And I talked to uh, talked to Che Hernandez tonight, who runs the local chapter for AFSP. Told me an amazing thing. Because the people that work for AFSP, they're all volunteers for the suicide prevention group. And, you know, I said, look, man, I got money for you. Tonight I went to the bank and got the first cashier's checks for everybody, which was great. That was pretty fun, and and especially when the lady at the bank, an older lady, was like, what are you doing? You yeah. start telling her, and and you just see how happy it makes people, That's right? Awesome. When you go, yeah, this is cool. This is this is good. And so I'm talking to uh, Che, and uh, I said, look, man, you know, we got, this, we got this dough for you. And he goes, you know what that money does? He said, um, I hope I'm not talking out of school, but fuck it. Nobody listens <laughs> to this thing anyways. Yeah, I'll say fuck it. Yeah. He uh, he said, Jeff, we're all volunteers. He had a nephew that that took his own life, and and that's how he became a part of it. Ladonna's on the board, uh, and Ladonna will be there next week. But he said, all of us are volunteers. But he said, the money that you guys are creating is going into our national fund. And he said, we are getting very close. So suicide prevention will now have a three digit phone number. Wow. So like nine one one or five one one or four one one, suicide prevention. Man, you're struggling. You don't have to remember what the fuck is it. Yeah. What you could just do seven one one or seven seven seven, and uh, and that made me really happy. It's and, amazing that that hasn't happened before. I mean, yeah. we talk about this all the time. How hard it is for someone to actually make that call, mm-hmm. and then go on and Google it. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Well, and and I said to him today, and we talked about it, I said, when depression hit me again two weeks ago on Thursday, I was never suicidal. Yeah. But I sure as fuck wasn't going to call anybody. Yeah. And if I had to dial 1-800, you know, fuck, there was no chance that was happening. None. But now you go, well, if you could just dial 555 and it would put you right through to somebody, uh, I thought that was great, and that fired me up. So then I talked to uh, I talked to Carol from Yellow Ribbon, and Yellow Ribbon provides the programs for high school kids, and all of you that donated, you're, you're benefiting her. 
And then uh, <laughs> my main man had a great conversation, as I always do, with Bob McElroy from Alpha Project. And I said, uh, I go, look, man, you know, just give me an idea. How many people are you bringing? And he goes, I want to bring 10. But he goes, but I know I can't. I go, said who? He goes, well, fuck. I go, fucking said who? Yeah. I go, bring them. I go, you fucking guys every day help people that need help. And I said, your family, you're going to be with family. Are you going to party at 10? Fucking bring a party at 10. I go, me and David, we love you, man. And I said to him, I go, you know this goddamn event, I'm going to go broke. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I go, shit, I have so many things for a silent auction. Yeah. And he's like, you're not paying for them. I go, no, they've all been donated, but I go, I want to bid on everything. He yeah. goes, and Bob's got this, uh, he's got this big voice. He goes, brother, just hang with me. He goes, I'm going to look and love all that stuff. He goes, shit, I can't bid on any of that. He goes, shit, you can't bid on any of that. But he goes, just hang out next to me. And we'll just watch everybody bid and we'll laugh and we'll be happy. I go, you got it. So uh, when Alpha Project said, man, we want to bring 10 people to the event, that fired me up so much because you go, okay, it means as much to them as it means yeah. to us and and Che and Carol and John Van Zanti and everybody else, man. So yeah, fuck yeah, I'm ready for August second. I'm fucking definitely ready for August second. But I know, uh, and Katie Temple tells me, don't shh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> she told me tonight. Like Will Ferrell and uh, Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah. So tonight I'm talking to Temple, who'll be there. And uh, she goes, uh, Dude, that seems so funny. I'm sorry. It's so great. It's, in my head it's so great. Hang on. This is what she says to me tonight. She goes, Man, you think you're going to have a breakdown on the second? And I go, What? Why would yeah. she say that? Well, because I put so much into it for six weeks, yeah. and then it's like the day after. I think you're breaking down. But yeah. Sadness. So then she told me, It's okay to have a, <laughs> a really good, ugly cry on the. I go, no. I go, I may do a couple of bumps of Coke. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. But uh, look, everything is great. Uh, we mentioned the other day, we went to the venue. Yeah. Uh, Albert and the team over there at Eastlake Country Club have a buffed out. Sean and his team at Cali Comfort have you buffed out. I got to talk to Tad this week. Do you have any song? This would be fun, too. I got to get to get to tad and get the only thing i haven't done um is get an idea what our set list is going to look like yeah i haven't for, thought of one you know it, it's kind of it's going to be 80s music correct yeah okay so it's going to be cover band it, which is fine disappointing yeah. joseph yeah by the let me hype those guys yeah. up because they're coming down and playing for free and we love them and what i always yeah. hype them at the end of the night disappointing joseph tad ryan stepped up immediately love them yeah it, well it's funny because the you know they i know um People who love classic rock and everything they always talk seventies. Well, seventies in in 70s retrospect, are shit. <laughs> we got you know what? A lot of them are shit though. I mean, if you yeah. go back even to the time when you and I were at KFMB and Star Wars across the hall, all those yeah. songs are shit. Yeah, shit. And you go, that, you know, that was the nineties for me. Listening to the radio and falling in love with the radio for me was the eighties. Yeah, you know, that's fun. when I, I got into it. So yeah, there's some seventy songs that I like and everything else. I hate everything from the fifties and sixties. I realized, you know. Oh. When I'm listening to satellite radio, I never go to the 50s or 60s channel. And then 
70s are certain songs here and there. I do like this once in a blue moon when I drive around where they'll play old Casey Kasem. Yes. Top 40 from like. He's really good. And this week in 1972, and then you just hear what was popular and whatever was going on. I'll, I'll go back and listen to that stuff. But do you have an appreciation just on that topic for how good he was, yeah. Dave? And I know that 98% of the show was produced and he's just doing the ins and the outs yeah. and the runs. But he's so fucking good. Yeah, well, he's I used so to watch, good. That show was so fun. It was. It was. I used to watch Rick Dees do it. You know, as back in yeah. 1997, because he'd be you know in, in studio preparing for the next week. And you're right, he did the ins and outs. He could knock out America's Top 40 in less than an hour, basically. Yeah. And then he was out the door. But to sit there and see it, because I listened to it forever, just like you but listen. Casey was yeah, the man. Casey was the man. He was the first. He was the one. And Casey was replaced by Rick, and now I think Ryan Seacrest does he it now. Sucks. <laughs> you sit there and go, it's just, it's just different. So anyway, for me, 80s music was where I mm -hmm. really started getting into radio. But then you start listening to some shit like Kenny Loggins. Footloose was a horrible song. It was Footloose. number one for like 40 weeks in a row. It was terrible. Paul Schaefer wrote It's Raining Men. Is that right? Yeah, he wrote it. Wow. So he's like, <clears throat> everybody makes fun of him. Wow, you wrote that song? And he's like, hang on, I got to sign the back of yeah, this check. Yeah, no kidding. Because every time it plays, yeah, some bachelorette party, <laughs> and I get paid for. It. But but I was a big I was a big Genesis fan, sure. Phil Collins fan, so all all that stuff. But yeah, there's a bunch of '80s music I like. But as far as the set list goes, whatever they feel most comfortable playing, I'm good with. Yeah, I um I'll put together. <clears throat> I think at this point, um, yeah, I fucking have coughed for like a year. I'm yeah. convinced I have SARS. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've had SARS since about 2015. Yeah. Been coughing for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I have something going on. So Does fuck. anybody still have SARS? <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it wasn't that big in like 2009. Yeah. I think one of those motherfucking African killer honeybees <laughs> fucking got me. <laughs> I'm playing, paying the price for it. Um, yeah. I, I, fuck. Surprises. Yeah. Don't play any shit by the tubes. Fuck fee way bill. What if the first song is Islands in the Stream? With Kenny Rogers You're the only guy who references that song. There's no chance that that song's going to be played. We supposed to Barbara Mandrell sleeping single in a double bed. That's your other song. And you're like, what the fuck? We just go up and El Cabong him <laughs> with his own guitar. Just take him out. Um, but it's going to be really awesome. Let me give you a little yeah. idea on the time of events, because this is what you want to know. Doors open at 5, although we're outside. It's an outside venue. I would, while it's a completely casual night, I do feel like there should be a little bit of a sense of urgency coming in. That's because Sean's going to serve food from 5 until 7. So Cali Comfort will be serving food. Yeah. I told you it's brisket, which is off the charts. It is pulled pork. It's their macaroni and cheese and peach cobbler. You can go through the line and eat. Um, nobody is going to be turned away. We just ask that you make a donation. Uh, that donation um, will uh, go to the cause. Yeah. Um, we will have the silent auction is going to be available. Sign-up sheets are already done. I've got those all done. Uh, the sign up, the silent auction is pretty much going to run from between 5 to about you know 7.15-ish. We'll probably pull the sheets at about 7.15. I will tell you this. If I look down and there's a really cool Chris Paddock baseball, and I don't care if you're uh, Dave Palais and you bid nine dollars on it, right? We're gonna fucking uh, we're gonna call people out. We're gonna get some money. <laughs> um, so that's gonna go. But I'd like to, I feel like the silent auction should probably we'll have everything pretty much wrapped up 
by about seven thirty. Yeah. Uh, Tad and uh, and disappointing Joe Joseph are going to play uh, from probably seven to eight, seven thirty, eight thirty, something like that. And then really from from eight thirty to nine thirty is just kind of a mixer. Yeah. We'd like to have everything done so we can just hang out and bullshit and thank you guys for doing it. Um, uh, Isaac, you got to bring cash. Uh, is what I'd recommend for the for the silent auction items for the T-shirts. Lisa Ann's got books that she's bringing down. Cash is best. We can take checks as well. I don't have a fucking credit card machine. Okay, for God damn it, don't bring me, <laughs> don't bring me gift cards. Okay, from Smart and Final. I don't need that shit. Um, but bring cash. I would say bring cash. Um, and and bring what you can afford. Yep. But we've got a Weddell jersey, Fitzgerald, all the great stuff. And it's been so great that we're actually doing a raffle, which we were not planning. But we have so many cool things that have come in that we just we, we just can't silent auction yep. everything. So we're going to have a signed Randy Jones hat from H.J. Preller. We've got so many Antonio fun Gates th- football. Antonio Gates football will be part of the raffle. There's just a bunch of really cool things. Uh, my friend Aaron Creasy, who was Dan Henderson's manager, has sent over like a hundred mini posters from Dan's fight with Anderson Silva. They're not signed, but they're just really cool things that you could only get that night. Take one if you like. Yeah. We've got signed Matt Lindland pictures, who was a UFC fighter. These are really cool. I've got signed Dan Henderson pictures. These will all just be raffled off. But then along that same line... Uh, Fedor Emelianenko, who has been considered the number one heavyweight in history, was a clinch gear guy. We've got signed Fedor t-shirts. He, Fedor is now back in Bellator. We've got a couple of signed Dan Henderson UFC gloves. Um, this is maybe the coolest thing that I've seen. We have a when I worked at Clinch Gear, and Dave, it would be fight night. Dan would have two pairs of fight shorts because. One for warm-up, and then in case anything went wrong, right, you tear something or it's not comfortable, there's a backup pair. So the two pairs would be identical. They would have the same logos. Everything's printed the same. They're identical to go, and here you go. From the night that Dan fought Fedor in Chicago and Dan knocked him out, we have the second pair of Fedor's fight shorts. I know Leisure Fryer's like, is there ball sweat on it? I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. But um, but if you're an MMA fan, like that's kind of badass. Like the dude, like these are these were ready to go in his bag, delivered to him, and we got them back. Um, and so we've got the. I mean, that's like that's so fucking one of a kind. I can't even tell you. And Aaron's like, dude, I've got the the second pair. Yeah. He goes, dude, these are the second pair from Chicago, and I'm sending them out. I'm like, frame them. He's like, fuck clinch gear. They fucked me over. <laughs> um, but so that's the kind of stuff. One of the big things that I've already heard people say, I'm coming just for this, is that Kamenetti. It's in my car. Yeah. Dave Kaminsky dropped it off. And not only that, but with it is um, a signed Ken Kamenetti card. So then... Um, I went to my guys at Upper Deck because I said, hey, what do I do as far as, you know, authenticating the signatures? What do I have to do? They said it's really simple. Write on the silent auction sheet, which you will all get at the end, depending on what item you win. This item was verified 
to us um, by the team. It was either given to us by the athlete or by the team and verified as authentic. Okay. That's as far as I'm going. If you have a Antonio Gates football or a Trevor Hoffman baseball and you don't feel like that's good enough, I hear you. There's third parties that will authenticate the signatures and off you go and you can get, oh my gosh. Um, this was the other stuff that's come in. We got two uh, incredible Adrian Gonzalez signed baseballs nice. for Eastlake. Such a clean signature. And you know it's Adrian because he put, um, there's a little religious thing below the signature. Gorgeous signatures cool. from Will Wallace. And so there's just so much fun stuff coming in. It's all next Wednesday. It's completely sold out. And so please don't hit me up and be like, hey, I want to come or I'm going to show up. No, I have a guest list. Everybody will be wristband coming in. There will be people checking IDs to make sure you belong there. I'm sorry. But for the people that got there and signed up before we knew any of this, it's for you. Yeah. That's why I'm fucking driving 150 miles a night all around town to get this shit up. We don't say no to anybody. We've got hockey equipment. Um, Dave in front of him has the proof for the card that we've yeah. done for his father. Uh, that Upper Deck did. So it's really going to be a great night. And ultimately, like we said, it's going to benefit five great charities. And I'm I'm very, very excited. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited about it. It is. It's absolutely great. Very, very exciting to see what's going on. A um, couple things I want to ask you about as far as what's going on in uh, San Diego. I don't know if you saw this today by the Union Tribune. The Union Tribune said they changed their paper. They changed their football coverage. Yes. It's now Chargers slash Rams coverage. Interesting. It is interesting, and to me, it's it's one of those things where this is the city we're in. This is the right thing to do. It's the both about this is going to be the same distance away. They'll be playing in the same stadium. We already know that 1090 is going to carry the rights to the Rams, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we aren't an NFL city anymore, and if you want NFL coverage, which is the biggest sport still in the mm -hmm. United States, they're going to break it up. They're going to give you 50-50 coverage like on, on both teams. I think it's, it's, it's the right thing to do, and also I think it's easiest – for at the same time for Charger fans to sure. kind of accept it and say, you know, I have such hatred towards the Chargers. How dare you put Charger stuff in there to say, you know, we're covering the NFL. We're the two closest teams to us. Well, the LA Times, who is owned, however you view it, they have similar ownership as the Union Tribune, right? Yeah. They're, they're owned by the same gentleman. I mean, the LA Times is doing it, Rams and Chargers. It only makes sense. Yep. I mean, you have the resources available to you. But I like it. And I think it's a really, really smart move by the UT because I think Dave people are probably changing right now with the Rams signing Gurley to an extension. We said today. this a long time ago. Two years ago, we told you this. If there's a team to root for, if you hate what the Chargers have done, yeah, it's the Rams because yeah. nothing hurts the Chargers more than the Rams' success. Oh man, isn't that the truth? And and so, but I think it was great. I just saw Jay uh, Jay Posner blurted that out today. And I thought, yeah, that's cool. And I do, look, I, I think there are people down here that they may not brag about it. It's funny. I have like five free Charger shirts that I've gotten over yeah. the years. I wear them all the time. Yeah. And it's at the point, nobody says anything anymore. That that first year out was a challenging year for everybody in the media. And it was emotional and everything else. But now um, they just go, yeah, okay, we'll still give you Charger coverage for those of you that love Rivers or Bosa. But we're also going to give Rams coverage for all the you that say, well, fuck Spanos. Yeah, and at the same time, when you look at what the Rams have, it is, it's amazing. I mean, it, it is. It's incredible when you look at that roster where they're at yep. right now with all the stars they have. 
the, the Rams, the Vikings, the Eagles, they are just stacked with stars that you wouldn't believe from top to bottom. Where, yeah. again, if you hate the Chargers, if you're looking for a team, boy, that, uh, that, that Rams team is completely loaded. Should be an exciting year for what they're trying to do. I know a lot of Charger fans want to go. Nobody goes to the games i think a lot of people forget nobody was going to the games here either at the yeah end. you know i mean i went to every one of those games you went to a bunch of those games mm-hmm. go back and remember when the broncos were in town it was all orange when well, the, I, when the steelers were in town when you yeah, know you name the team everybody. the bears Raiders. everybody yeah it was a home game for every team that came here the last few years yeah i went to the last six home games played at the queue i've been to f- fucking 300 before that but i went to the last six yeah um, and I had been to the last five the year before that. Yeah. What in the world? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, look, we are who we are. We're a fickle group. We are. We're just a fickle group. We, we're, we're a little entitled, right? Yeah. We feel like. But but look, some of that falls on Dean. A lot of that it falls does. on Dean. Dean, Dean didn't do anything to win you guys over. I get that. Someone close to the situation. I know none of this matters to anyone because the story I'm about to tell doesn't mean jack shit. They aren't going to change their opinion. Someone told me the story the other day that when the family got together, meaning the Spanish family, on their final decision of what they were doing with San Diego or Los Angeles, that Dean was the only one in the family, meaning not just him and his sons, but the brothers and you know mm-hmm. Dean, Dean's uh, siblings. When it came down to it, Dean was the only one in the entire group that wanted to stay here. It was everyone else that said we're going, and Dean was the one that fought for San Diego. They're like, sit down. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. But uh, you know sit what I'm saying? It, it's easy to put a, a, a face on one guy, but supposedly in that conversation, he was the only one that said, no, this is our home. I've said forever, he the one thing that he wanted to be was loved. He wanted to be loved in San Diego, and he wanted to be viewed in the eyes of his father as a strong leader. And sadly, he he failed at both. Yep. Um, I in my dealings with him, which I think Dave ninety five percent of you were there at the same time. Uh, it amazed me a couple of things. I found him incredibly nice to us. I didn't feel like. I mean, we've dealt with enough people that were yep. just flat out assholes. I I never felt that way with Dean, but the thing that amazed me every time about talking to Dean was he really, really wanted you to believe that he knew a lot about the football team. But talking to Dean about football was like talking to Costa about baseball. Yeah, you're right. And Dean Dean would have notes in front of him, and uh, it would always be the same thing. Uh, he wouldn't go to Mike's crutch of talking loud and punctuating the point. I'll tell you one thing. Trevor Hoffman, when he came in at the end, and they played Hell's Bells, it gave you chills, or you were a communist with <laughs> diarrhea, where Mike always takes it. Right? You're like, what? Oh, I remember being at so many games. I think there was talk that Trevor wanted to use uh, ABBA, and I was like, hey, why don't you use ACDC? Um, Dean would just show up, and Dean would have a notepad, and he'd be like, "Yeah, we always had to kind of lead him because you're in a partnership. Yes. It doesn't go like, hey, Dean, put your fucking notes away. Let's talk. Yeah. Come on, baby. No, he's not. No, 100% with you on this. Dean wasn't your alpha male. No. Whereas, you know, we joke around about the John Butlers 
And, yeah. and those those guys were alpha males. When oh, they walked yeah. in the room, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Dean wasn't like that at all. You're right. Dean was a guy that always wanted to be liked and was timid. And probably to play because golf. Yeah, probably where he grew up. His dad was the alpha male in the yeah, house. And it was tough sure. to, to get a word in edgewise with his father there. Yeah. So you'd say, hey, Dean, you know, great to be out here. Well, guys, we're really excited. And we're really, really excited about, and he'd look at his notes yeah. through his reading glasses, our number one pick, Darian Gordon. We think that he's going to be outstanding. And Mossy Cade is going to be great. Dean, Mossy Cade assaulted a woman. <laughs> going through the notes. We're very, very excited to see what we can do here with uh, Mike Tomzak at quarterback. Or whoever the fuck. <laughs> Mike Tomzak. Who? No, Eric, Eric Kramer. Kramer. Eric Kramer. I was trying to think. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, that was I, it. I, well, I'll tell you, I said to our football people for like Mad Libs, you know. It was. It was like Mad Libs. Three years. Boy, it'd be nice if we could bring Arik Kramer here. <laughs> and now he's here. He's here as well. Did we get a Mad Rashad? No. <laughs> yeah. But he's a good dude. Like I, I, I like it's funny, man. You could you could watch it exploding around him. But the other problem is our dealings with him, but you hear how they treated employees. They treat yeah. employees like shit. They treat longtime employees like shit. And not just players. Yeah, no, people it's, in it's the relationships. Building. It takes time, it's relationships. It's he a just couldn't get it. He had no, no people skills. None. No, he didn't. Nice guy, no people skills at the same time. I don't want to say he was a weak man. He just, one of those where you sat in that chair and he was the, the president of the team and the boss of the team for he such a long time. He didn't command the room. No, he didn't command the room. You hear about great owners. He wasn't, I can't think of him at all as a great. Like a Lucino? Even a Steve Ballmer with excitement, energy. There was no, there's none yeah. of that there. It was almost like, I can't believe I'm coming into this building every day when I'd rather be playing golf. Yeah. You know? Or sleeping. <laughs> That was someone buy me another pair of tan pants. Yeah. Uh, okay, and right now I'm going to practice my million dollar stare for the media guide on three, two, one, Dino. <laughs> that was, that Remember? Was, that was, <laughs> Don't play poker with me, motherfucker. You know the other thing I think Dean hated more than anything was when the TV camera would put him on during a game. Yeah. All of a sudden he's in the box and the camera's on him and he's you know he's yeah. thinking shit. You yeah. know, why did they put that camera on me? Yeah, my I don't fucking brother Michael over yeah. here jamming a fucking BLT in his face. This asshole just sits down here all day, right? Eating all my fucking caramels out of the bowl, all my craft caramel candy. This fucking guy. <laughs> here's, here's the other thing that always comes to mind, because you and I would get to stand on the field the last five minutes yeah. of the game, and Dean would be standing right in front of us. When the team won, it was always with those bullshit hugs. You know, it was all the, it was the emperor's yeah, new clothes. Yeah, he didn't clothes. want to hug anybody. No, everybody like that it. worked for him that happened to be on the field with him had to give him a hug. Yeah, he just got his blazer. Yeah. Now he's got fucking uh, uh, Brandon Montemontalula yeah. <laughs> snot all over it. <laughs> and then he would have to, if they lost in a disappointing loss, we saw a bunch of them. He had to get up through that tunnel as fast as he could because yeah. the fans would yell shit at him like yeah. you wouldn't believe. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, you get the bullies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that somebody wrote he took Mike McCoy up into that booth and he fired him and that coach is that remember right? that day? Now you weren't there that day. No, I you wasn't. weren't there for the final game, January first. No, no, no. You covered you were it. in Alabama. Yeah, you were in Alabama. Yeah, I was there. Uh, McCoy, McCoy 
does his final media, and everybody's just kicking him in the nuts. Yeah. There's nothing better, right, than just looking for a box. Yeah. Picture this. If you're, if you're in your final days at your job, right, wherever you're working, Geico, and, like, you know you're done, and you're just putting your bobbleheads back in your box, then you're just walking by, hey, and somebody's like, hey, Ray, what happened? Well, you know, I tried what yeah, Ray, come on. Were you overmatched here, Ray? Can I just put my box together? <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. We just beat the fuck out of him. We knew yeah. he was fired. Fuck you. You know what? four million, you dick. And McCoy had to know it was coming. We all thought he was gonna be gone the year before, but it, it was funny. I was yeah. in Carson this year when Jack Del Rio got fired. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, and I saw it before he walked into the room. So it was a matter of we're letting you go, and then two seconds later he's getting drilled. And he, now, who told me he was fired, Mark? It was Mark. It was right. I mean, it was within seconds. It wasn't even a full minute before he had to step behind that microphone and tell everyone I just got fired. I just got Fuck. let go. And it was crazy to see a guy. It wasn't like, hey, I'm a coach of an NFL team, which was a great job, but this was his team. This, You know what I mean? Yeah. This was his dream job. He told everybody, I'm in Oakland. This is my dream job. All of a sudden, he within three feet of walking from I got fired to now I got to face everyone and tell everyone I just got let go. The funniest guy with Oakland getting fired this week is Greg Papa. Yeah. And Greg Papa getting fired, and everybody's shocked, right? Greg yeah. Papa got fired. And then he, Greg goes on his radio show today and said, well, you know, my relationship really hasn't been the same with Mark because I'm doing this radio show. And a couple years ago, when they were uh, ultimately gave the job to Jack Del Rio, I heard that Mark wanted to talk to Mike Shanahan. And I came on the air and said, well, that's an awful idea. That's an awful idea. And that's spitting in the face of Al Davis. And we should not be doing that. Al hated Mike. Well, apparently Mark didn't like that. Yeah, you think... And I reached out and had a conversation, and that didn't go well. Mark hung up on me. <laughs> I probably told him P.F. Chang's is bullshit. Ch Chinese food. <laughs> Might as well get Mexican food in North Carolina. And now, what do you know? I'm out. I'm fucking out for Brent Musburger. And he said, they talked to the president of the team. Yeah. And the president of the team said, well, I saved you. I got you three and a half more years. Now you're out. Yeah, dumb fuck. Yeah. Don't go and be like, well, hey, you're the boss and the owner. Well, you're stupid. <laughs> and your dad, who treated you like a little twerp, he would have hated this move. And I love your dad. You're yeah. a fucking dork. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're fired. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. Nobody asked me if I wanted to go to Vegas. Yeah, you know why? Because you were fucking out. Are you Princess. surprised it was Brent? <laughs> Are you surprised it was Brent Musburger? I love that it's Brent. Yeah. Brent's I love almost Brent. 80. Yeah, they blew yeah. shit. They I can't think if Dick Enberg was still alive, would he have had a chance at that job? Uh, no. No, he wouldn't have. Um, Phil Stone would have. Is he still alive? <laughs> Just his career's dead? <clears throat> this fucking SARS is killing me. Um, I think it's great with Brent. Fuck you. I, fuck, fuck Greg Papa. You know, you're going to be the big, bold talk radio yeah. Look at my big brass balls. Well, maybe you can cash them in, motherfucker. Yeah. And good pay luck. your mortgage with them. No kidding. Good well, luck to you. The boss got upset because I told the truth <laughs> that his dad didn't like it. Well, he told the truth when he was like, tell your story walking. Yeah. 
four eyes. <laughs> Who's the color commentator for the Raiders? Do you well, know? it used to be uh, Tom Flores. That's what I mean. Who's the new guy? Uh, he got shuffled out too. Shit, I don't know. Fuck, who is could it? it be George Lorenzo, Wallace? Could it be Lorenzo Neal? Uh, yeah, maybe. Who's the color commentator for the Chargers? Now the hardware's gone. Oh, I just saw this. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah. So, yeah. There you go. That's interesting. It'll yeah. be weird. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't try and get LT in there or Sean Merriman. Yeah. You did, you, you, yeah. Uh, that would have been interesting. I don't think LT would have done it. He's got too much going on. But LT on. is there every Sunday anyway. LT's at every Charger game. He always, he's on the field with a microphone every single game. But not road games, right? Because doesn't well, he do NFL Network that night? Yeah, I, I have no idea where he is on the road games because obviously they don't need him on the field or in road games. But he's on the field like, uh, you know, he's he's the clown. He's the guy that has the microphone saying, hey, Janice from Venice Beach is at the stadium. For Janice, who? The fucking Hall of Famer, for does. Christ's sake. Yeah, that's what he does. What's he going to ride in on a fucking elephant, for Christ's sake? Huh? Get a little dignity for okay. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. You don't see fucking Mike Haynes doing that no, shit. No, you don't. You see him wearing his Hall of Fame jacket every at day. At the car wash. Yes, it does. Every single day. Right? You see Mike doing that at Burlington Coat Factory. They're like, hey, hey, buddy, did you pay for that coat? No, I earned it, <laughs> sir. Hey. <laughs> Calm down, Graybeard. We didn't know. <laughs> All right. I want to ask you radio news. We've been throwing this yeah. back and forth for about six weeks. I broke weeks. it. I know. You did break it. So that's what I'm saying. You, you Not only did you break it, did you know when we did the show two days ago what was going to happen or was that just your guess? Um, I had pretty good vibe. That And look, here's the other thing. I, I don't have any problem saying this. This directly Im impacts you and me because 97.3 is shit and 97.3 has reached out and said, hey, we may want to talk to you guys. Um, I mean, goddamn, Doug Gottlieb's killing it. He's got 200 fucking people listening. I don't know that Dave and I could do that. Right? Dan's got 100 people listening. There's more fucking people in the drunk tank tonight than there are yeah. listening to that fucking douchebag. But hey, <laughs> margaritas all around. So we were really interested to see what was going to happen with Dave Shelley and Chainsaw because had they gone to mornings at the fan... Then you go, well, does Dan survive? Does he go middays? If Dan was going to be fucking up against Darren and then they wanted us to do afternoons, fuck that. And uh, so I was, I've was, i been really interested, as you've been, to see, okay, well, what shakes out at 97.3? Yeah. But all of a sudden, the feeling... David had been in the building, from what I was told, four different times at, at uh, Intercom. What the hell's going on? Who the fuck is at the door? Who do you think it is? Who is it always? Bart Braverman. Brett Boone. That's fucking attention needed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So is Brett Boone. Hey, David. You know That's what show, he does. Showtime. That's what he does. Um, so we wanted to know how this was going to directly impact us. Because if we were to go, we already said we didn't want to do mornings over there because there's no worse shift than doing mornings on a baseball show. Uh, on a baseball flagship. So we wanted to see, Dave and I wanted to see, and Heather, um, power agent to the stars, everybody on our client list except you and me, um, we wanted to see how it was going to shake out. Yeah. And we thought, okay, if Rickards goes there, my other challenge was this. If Rickards and Cookie go to 97.3, and you have a first-time PD, well, the first-time PD is going to try to act like he's got you know, he's a tough guy. 
We ain't going to say shit to those guys. So now we got to listen to that shit. <laughs> so all of a sudden, we started to get a, a hint that it might be iHeart. I started to get hints that it might be iHeart. But that, to me, initially didn't make much sense because you and I were in the building, and the divorce between Rickards and team versus iHeart was really, really ugly. Yeah. But management has changed since there. Yeah. And if you look at it, and if this goes through as expected, I think it's really cool for those guys that they get to go full yeah. circle. They get to go full circle and go back to KGB. And that's where they belong. They belong in KGB. I think Dave, without talking to him, probably looked at the challenges of the signal with 97.3. I think he probably looked at it and said, who the fuck is Doug Gottlieb? Who the fuck Cilio? Who in the fuck is Rich Herrera? Give me a fucking break. And, uh, and all of a sudden, <laughs> if Intercom called and said, hey, man, come home. Come home. Come back to KGB. Be part of where you were. Be You were... Because KGB has none of the iconic voices. Yeah, you mean if iHeart called and said, come home. You yes. I think it's at Intercom. Yes, sorry. If if iHeart called and said, come home to KGB, a station that is a legendary station full of iconic voices. Coe's, a, Coe's one of them, but not with that fucking show. I couldn't give less of a shit if their feelings get hurt. Who cares? Who cares? So I'm what's not, that lineup turn out to? Well, I my guess would be that it's it's... Dave and, and Cookie and, and something. Fucking Tommy's going to be down the street. They'll move him down. To, he'll go down and be Could on. Could it be DCC? Dave, Coe, and Chainsaw? No. That your idea is some kind of joke? No. No, you know what, Dave? I know they love Coe. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah. Yeah, I know they love Coe. Um, yeah, and then put Bob, you know, put Bob in afternoons. And fucking put Clinton Riverside. <laughs> you got it. You got it's an iconic station, man. It really is. You have to you have to find the voices that go there. I don't know. I mean, look, somebody's gonna get their feelings hurt. Where? Yeah. Well, it always again. What I said the other day surprises me. Not the fact that it's not a great hire. It is a great hire. Anyone sure. that anywhere they went would They're have been cool a great shit, hire those to get DSC. Everyone knows it's the number one morning show in San Diego. The deal is, though, you bring them in, and again, it's a company that is in debt by twenty-two billion dollars. Where do you, you find say that? that like that's a bad thing? When, when do you, I think there are people who have credit card debt of six hundred that freak out. Yeah, right. I got six hundred dollars credit card debt. Shit, I got to pay this off, and now you're talking twenty-two billion, but yet you're going to find another two million to pay these guys. Well, I don't know what they're getting. Couldn't you have done this move? Okay, tell mm -hmm. me just from the business side. Okay. Let's say you're the CEO of, of iHeart. And Bob go Pittman. Okay, you're Bob Pittman. Can't believe you didn't know his name. Oh, I know his name because our boss yelled it at us. He would he yelled, Robert fucking Pittman. And I go, who? You don't know Robert fucking Pittman? Remember, that was like day two we were there. As Jeff just said, they had a huge turnover. I didn't know who the fuck he was. Getting screamed at. He had the miss machine. Yeah, I was like, is his middle name really fucking? Because, yeah. But that, Shit. That was it. So you got... You got you got iHeart who says, wait a second, let's keep an eye on this. They just mm -hmm. got let go by KFMB. Well, we know they're out. Mm -hmm. If they don't go to Intercom, then guess what? Our morning shows that we already have will all start to do better. You know what I'm saying? You kind of win by not hiring them. All of them start to do better. Yeah, you believe that people would go and sample it. But well, they would go somewhere because all of a sudden the people that were in love with DSC have to find a new morning show. Yeah, but if if 
Woods and Ben end up as expected in fucking Laughlin. <laughs> Doesn't mean all of a sudden tomorrow I tune in and I'm like, well, shit, let me give uh, Cilio another chance. I, I think if you think like that, it's in insulting the intelligence of the audience. The audience says, look, I sampled Bob and Co. Fucking hated it. I hate it. Barrel does, of Monkeys. Okay, here you go. Here's what the fuck show. are we doing? Barrel here, of Monkeys? Here's the show that would. is that? Would, <laughs> 1973. I have no idea what you're talking about. What's Dude, Barrel of Monkeys? It's this fucking ridiculous bit that they do on Mondays where it's like, I don't know, whatever song. You, you have ABBA. Right. Yeah. So the first song is ABBA. So now, Dave, you have to call and give me a, another band that starts with A. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> I'll take America. Hey, now we have to find a third band that starts with A. Well, I'll take Asia. God damn it. Can somebody do something other than A and A? Yeah, but it's that stupid shit, right? <laughs> let's, say, let's get grandma to, hey, if you can get your grandma to say boner. Huh. We got three tickets for Circus Vargas. It's going to be this weekend out at fucking Plaza Bonita. Here's the, here's, Shit. here's the show that I'm thinking in my mind is pissed off, number one, that they hired Dave Shelley and Chance. Or DSC. Bob and Co? No, well, yeah, they're they're upset a little bit. But it's it's the ones on 105.3. If I'm the guys who are doing morning radio on 105.3, mm -hmm. I'm thinking those are the only guys that, that were our competition. If you don't hire them, Hey, it helps us out because people maybe try us out because mm -hmm. they try and do a similar show. Yeah. Two is I'm thinking, fuck, you just brought our number one rival right down the hall from us. Now we got to look at these assholes every day. But that's the way it used to be that's when you and I to... went in there. Yeah, we... but you and I looked at it. it that, that is really weird. But you and I looked at it different. We thought it was cool as hell because we were radio fans. I mean, Except for those two fucking dipshits, Tony and Chris. Yeah, yeah they're furthest away from us. But yeah, Tony and Chris. Fucking weirdos. Not a couple of fucking weirdos. Those two fucking dickheads were one fucking guy driving in every day from Ramona. Hey, just fucking stay in Ramona, okay? <laughs> Don't you think those guys though at the show were pissed off? Yeah, yeah. who gives yeah. a fuck? That's they what chased I'm out the hottest one. Ashley. Yeah, I mean, how the fuck do you let Ashley yeah. leave? Right? But I but I love Thor. I love Eddie. Sky's always been cool. Who else is over there? Anybody else on that I fucking don't know. show? Pete Fox on that show I don't yet? Think, probably filling in there, too. Probably filling in there, too. Anyway, so when, but, do, when do they start? How soon do they start? Uh, well, shit, their deal. It's very funny. Could be the morning after our event. Okay. Uh, August 2nd. Because I think, isn't that funny? Their day was always August 1st. Ours was August yeah. 1st. But I think he's going to be back up and running pretty quick. Okay. So, um, yeah, they didn't make him sign a non-compete, which allowed him to go out and negotiate a new deal, get him out. So, yeah, I think they're going back to KGB. Okay. So now the question is, what's that mean to your buddies Dave and Jeff with 97.3? I don't think it means anything for us, really, at 97.3. I kind of like where we are. I like this. I like what we're doing. We're excited. Yeah. Uh, there's a new website that we have that um, is going to launch. There's a lot of shit going on. We're doing the event comes up August 1st. There will not be any shows, I'll just tell you right now, uh, the weekend after that because I'm taking four days and going to Hermosa Beach and just fucking around with my sons. Uh, and that'll be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So there won't be shows that time. 22nd, my divorce becomes official. Four days after that, I go to Toronto for four days for work. So um, like a friend of mine said tonight, they said, well, what do you do with Intercom? I go, fuck, I don't do shit with Intercom. You know what I call? I go, hey, 
Yeah, man, we'd love to be there. It'd be great. Well, I can't work August 1st because we have an event. 22nd, I'm getting divorced. Uh, I got four days in Toronto. Yeah, it'd be like fucking Costa, except for talented. <laughs> you're like, like funny. A, like a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist always take August off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think it, personally, I don't think it means anything to us. I really don't. I like where we're going here. I like what we're doing. I like what we're building. Um, I, I think when we launched the website, probably sometime first part of September, yeah. uh, it's going to be really cool. I like the relationships we're building within the community with the different charities, more sponsors coming on all the time. And, and like I've said to a couple of friends of mine that are in broadcasting that are frustrated I said, one of the great things that Dave and I have when you own the show is the answer to yourself. Exactly. That's the best part. I need part. some fucking dipshit. Can you imagine some no. fucking dick like Brian Long coming in here or Mike Shepard, that little fucking weasel, trying to coach me on how to do this podcast? I'd beat his fucking face in. <laughs> I don't like when you do coach. You think you're funny. You aren't funny. Don't do coach. <laughs> well, yeah, I- let me ask. If we ended up at Intercom. Yeah. Would you still do coach? Yeah. Well, you, the way you said it made it sound like I'm fucking coach. You know? no. Even though I'm single, coach is married and he's off. He's off limits. Would you still? I'd do it with him. Yeah. He gives a shit. I'm telling you, we got to figure out a way for you to call this show. John, I have to tell you, I've been watching this team tonight. Boy, they really struggled. Well, Ron, I think they did. I'll be <laughs> That's how you got to do it. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, you got to do it that way. I, I will find... I'm just so fucking mentally shredded yeah. right now. But yeah, we'll find a way. I would do it. But see, the way I would do it... Yeah. See, this is why Intercom should be sitting there, right? Writing notes. I would go across the hall and do it as a bit with uh, Amber from KSOA. Well, not Amber. That's probably not the right show. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like just going like, hey, let's just fucking call and see if this dummy can figure out that it's me. <laughs> All right. I, w- I got a couple of Padre questions to ask you, but I want you to answer them as coach. Okay. All right, Dave. It's always good to be here. Let me knock these out first before we do it. Okay. Hold on, coach. I just How want- come we don't have any advertisement for VG Donut? My goodness. Dave, my favorite kind of donut is an apple fritter. I know. Why do you always pick apple fritters? Because the the most plain donut you can think of, like what donut coach would use. Well, no, actually, crazy with sprinkles on it. What I like, I'll tell you the other thing that I like, and I usually like it on a Tuesday morning. I'll go get my copy of the Coast News, and I'll. (laughs) Yeah. I hate, I hate thinking of the line before I've had the chance to deliver the line. Yeah. Because I don't know why the fuck I laugh at this shit. so dumb. He's going to hate me. I've known a guy 25 years. <laughs> you fuckers that encourage this behavior, you understand you've ruined a friendship. <laughs> but I don't You've only known him 30 years. Go ahead. I've got a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's really honest with himself, he knows I have a dumb pack. Yeah. Maybe not the voice, but at least the, the voice fu- is good. The delivery is good. The <laughs> right, I'm going to try awesome. it again. Dave, one of my favorite things to do on a Tuesday morning, I just like going out there in the patio with my Padre windbreaker on. I like one plain cake donut. Sometimes I like taking it over to 7-Eleven, putting it in the microwave for a couple of minutes, and then I'll take one small black coffee with four creamers. 
and you dip it in there. And I'll tell you the other thing. How about that fucking donut for two minutes? How about 10 seconds? Well, it gets warm. But I have a lot of calluses on my hands because my dad made me go out and change a lot of lug nuts. <laughs> but you know what's kind of fun? And I don't let a lot of people see this because I'm a celebrity in town. But when you have that warm coffee and that warm donut, some of it breaks apart and you get a little bit of the the materials there at the bottom of the cup. So I just take my two big fingers and scoop them out at the end. My goodness, what a treat. <laughs> but people look at me and they're like, do we need to call? <laughs> what a treat. What a treat. Jesus. They look at me and say, do we need... <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so awful. Hang on, let me get this line up. Okay. They look at me and say, Do we have to call an ambulance? <laughs> All right, I got hundred questions. Hold on. I want to mention Brian Curry over <laughs> over there. He'll never talk to me again. Can you imagine coaching his windbreaker? On front of me. Yes. Everybody can. That's what makes it so fucking oh, funny. So yum. Yum, yum, yum. Dave, I love it. And you know what I do <laughs> when nobody's looking? <laughs> I empty out the next guy's coffee cup. <laughs> I want to mention a friend over in Scripps Ranch, Brian Curry, selling real estate I'll all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. Brian Curry is your guy. He's our guy. He's the guy Jeff's going to use in about six weeks when it comes I to finding a brand new home. I wish he'd use it tonight. <laughs> Get him a house. Fresno. Brian's a guy selling real estate all over San Diego County. You name there you want to move to. Brian Curry has connections to those areas. He's very familiar with the real estate all over town. So if you're looking to upgrade your situation, Brian Curry is the guy you should talk to. Also, if you're the guy who's involved in property management, Brian Curry can do that for you too. Need someone to manage your property? Call Brian today. Does he have any open houses coming up with little shortbread cookies and, sure and coffee? Does. 619. 251 1588 619 251 1588 Brian Curry Real Estate.com. Well, BC still likes me, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, yeah, I, I told you, man, a couple weeks it'll be done. But it's exciting. What's really funny is my sons, everything is really cool um, in that situation, but my sons are uh, what couch you get, where where the couch goes, what TV, right? What yeah. your room looks like. But it all starts with finding the really the right place. It's going to be safe. It's going to be great. They have all kinds of shit. You know, my sons want all kinds of things, right? They want a balcony so they can fucking watch for ghosts and shit. Yeah, when you're 10, <laughs> you're all fucked up. They're all fucked Don't up. Don't get them the balcony. It's a big disaster. Yeah. Next thing you know, in eight years of getting the big bong, and you're like, shit, God, I know why no you guys shit. wanted the balcony. Just sitting out there fucking, uh, you know, doing Chris Cornell tribute shows <laughs> on Facebook Live. But uh, but the thing is, what's great about it is when all these different things come up, I just make a mental note because I know when I get together with Curry, we're going to go out, we're going to do it. The great thing is Brian will be there on uh, on Wednesday night, and you guys will all meet him and see him and just talk to him. And yeah. that's why I told him. Like, what's funny is all these guys that are family to us, they're all reluctant to bring a business card yeah. out. Like, fucking bring shit out. People want to meet you. This is great. Exactly. You're not fucking offending me. Um, we love you guys, man. He's great. And if if you're in the market, as Dave said, anything from property management, buying, selling, 
uh, you you could do a whole lot worse than Brian Curry, and I don't know that you could do any better. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about Alan Taylor. Taylor made pools. Your dream pools just around the corner. All you have to do is give Alan Taylor a call, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. That perfect pool is right there waiting for you. If you have a pool already and you said, guess what, it's not in working condition, Alan's the guy for resurfacing new equipment repairs. Don't forget about Alan. Installation, you name it. Saltwater technology, grotto slides. You know everything that goes into that perfect pool. 3D designs to look at the virtual tours. Alan is your guy for the Wait perfect a minute. pool. Hang on, what? Yes. He just whipped through that. Tell me again about the 3D virtual tour. Well, it's one of those things like when you go and you, you look at a house. You know, you see, yeah. look at a house online and you can sit there and go through and you can tr- basically go like if you're standing in the middle now, of the room and turn around. How the fuck does Al know how to do that? He's a genius. This guy's He's over. from Canada. Don't you, you, you underestimate these Canadians. I do. Smart as hell. Nicest guy going. Great sense of humor. Sends me stuff all the time that... I'm embarrassed that he sends me videos that I shouldn't be looking at. But at the same time... Are they three-dimensional pools? <laughs> no, they're not. I wish they were. He just tries to get me to throw up. He's, every title is, I had to look at it, now so do you. And do you know what province disgusting. he's from? No, I don't. Do you even know what a province is? Yes, I do. I, I don't know if he's from Vancouver. I don't know where he's from. God. Calgary, I don't know where he's from. You fucking asshole. So disrespectful. Vancouver and Calgary are cities. Oh, Vancouver's sorry. in British Columbia. Oh, then I don't know. Calgary's in Alberta. I don't think he speaks French. Well, he's probably not from Quebec. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, clearly. I don't know where he's from. I don't know what state he's from. He might be from Chicago. He might be from Dallas. I don't think it's important when you get in your fucking pool. All right? He's going to keep it cool. Are you sweating right now? Yes. Believe Would me. Would he like to jump into a pool? Yes. Talk to talk to. It's 98 any, degrees right now where we're sitting. It's a great fucking band. Under, under appreciate <laughs> um, Talk to any Canadian and they will tell you that, yeah, maybe a guy from Ontario could build your build it. But I don't know that you want somebody from Newfoundland building it. And Al, Al knows what I'm saying unless he's from Newfoundland. <laughs> Dave, what do they call zip codes in Canada? Quick, what do they I have call? no idea. It's postal code. Oh, is that right? Yep. And a postal code six digits. Do you know how a postal code works in Canada? No. You don't? No. I've never been to Canada. What do you, don't yell at me. I'm just asking. Well, I'm stop help putting this. me on the spot. Here's how a postal code works in Canada. Yes. Letter, number, letter, number, letter, number. Kind of cool. Super easy. Okay. So, so you're, <coughs> it's a little, little Canadian trivia here for you. So it could be when they when they talk to you, you go, hey, what's your postal code? Adam, zero, Z, one, Adam, four. And you go, all right, cool. That's it. Instead of, what the fuck's your post? Your zip 91915. Well, that's probably a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just route right off. Yeah. All right. That's good. All right. <laughs> well, good. Alan Taylor's your guy for pools. That was the whole point of this whole damn thing. And he has it all figured out. where he's from in Canada. You're going to find out in a week when you see him. In, nah, at, he'll uh, text me tomorrow. He will he'll text me tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, he will. But he knows. Yeah. He knows I'm right. He's not from Newfoundland. He's got he's got his shit together. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. I'm going to say he's from. Uh, I'm saying he's from Calgary. Calgary's a fucking city. But I'm telling you where he's from. I'm going to give you. It's uh, Alberta. Oh, Jesus okay? Christ. Hey, what state's uh, your son from? Hmm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to go ahead. You know where I think he's from? I I'm going to narrow it down. I think he was born in the state of Cleveland. If I gave you his address off the top of my head in Calgary, would he be surprised? Uh, Yeah, it'd be pretty okay. good. I don't have it. I don't know where the fuck he's from. He lives in East County. He will drive to wherever you want to get your fucking pool. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I want to see that. And this maniac... 
made like 800 shirts for the event. He yes. texted me today. He goes, God, I fucked up. He goes, we can't do these cheap. We have to sell these all for $110. <laughs> Is that what he said? He goes, God damn, I did like four colors on these shirts. I just got the bill. I was like, shit. <laughs> That's an absolute fake quote from Alan Taylor. He never said it. Alan Taylor's a guy. Taylor made pools again, 619-449-4452. You tell him I'll buy a pool if he can superimpose in there Susan Anton. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's what I want to see. Susan Anton or Raquel Welch, or, or the lovely and talented Angie Dickinson, or Laura Buxton, or Jeannie Cavett. Can you imagine if Alan says, hey, look, here's the deal on my copy. I want you guys to mention that I have the Holiday Inn contract, and I can make any pool exactly a square. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Nothing higher than three feet. This is what I'm known for. That's it. I just do squares three feet high. And in the back corner, no matter which corner you go into, it'll always smell like 12-year-old piss. <laughs> I don't think he would advertise with this if that was the case. <laughs> Your pool will be so much better than that. It'll be outstanding. Yeah. All right. Ready? I'm going to get some Padre questions. We'll not get the rest of this Well, I later. just want to mention yeah. uh, real quick. Did you... Uh, Dan Tyler? Yeah. I haven't gotten a Dan Tyler, but I will. Fuck, dude. Okay. Just remind me. Okay. Don't let Dan Tyler go away. Of course, God, did not. he do cool shit today on Twitter. I love when he sends me that shit. All right. We'll get to Dan. All right. What do you got, Padre? Shit, I think I just knocked over my beer. Oh, um, shit. I need one. Hang on. Guys, I'm so fucking mentally go, beat up. I'm going to have go, another. Go ahead. I'll talk about I'll talk about <laughs> Daniel Tyler right now while you're doing that. Daniel Tyler, Superior Fence Company. Don't forget, Daniel Tyler is your guy. Started in 2005, 13 years in the business. Daniel Tyler has been doing great things all over San Diego as well. We're so proud of the guys here that obviously San Diego is important. Not these big change, but look, chains, but look at here you go. You have Daniel Tyler with A-plus rating with the BBB. If you follow him on Twitter like we tell you to all the time, SD Superior Fence, SD Superior Fence. He shows you pictures all the time of the work he's doing, and he's doing a great job. He talks directly to you all the time, Jeff, yep. saying, look. I know you talked about this fence. You want to see exactly what it looks like. This is it. They're all beautiful. They're great. You name the kind of fence you want, whether it's wood, chain link, or if it's even all those iron gates that I love, the ones that go in front of the house or the side of the house. Absolutely beautiful. Every job is an easy job for Daniel Tyler and his guys. Don't forget to give him a call. Free estimates. We'll even do them on Saturdays. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. My man, Firestarter Rob, has been so funny the last two days. Because yesterday when we showed the picture of your dad's tribute card, yeah, he put the video up of the cat yeah. on the computer, which both you and I thought was hysterical. It's the best. And today when we when Dan was sending me pictures, I love when Dan, I get in trouble every day at work because I'm not supposed to be on my own uh, personal Twitter. Yeah. I'm on about uh, <laughs> seven hours and 52 minutes of the work. <laughs> People walk by. I'm always on my own Twitter. Yeah. Hey, I get my shit done. Don't worry about yes, it. Yes, don't worry about it. And uh, But then today, the line that was so great, and I may have been the only guy that liked it, is Dan Tyler kept sending me pictures of his fences. I love them. They yeah. look so good. And fucking Rob writes, every job's an easy job. Yes. That's it. Every job is an easy job. And I died. It was such a funny line. So if you're out there, Rob, I caught it and I loved it. I thought it was very, very yeah. funny. Um, pictures are great. Another guy who's been outstanding. And another guy like Curry, like Al Taylor, that said that when in September, when we turn our focus towards building the Little League field, they're all going to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. But you'll, you'll meet them uh, next Wednesday night. And we're just going to hang out and laugh with family and do a lot of good things. Perfect. 
All right, here you go. I have some uh, Padre questions for you. Well, I'm ready, Dave. I tell you what, that's the longest goddamn ad lib I ever heard. I remember when I was doing ad libs, I did a couple of different ad libs, really fun places around town. I did one for uh, a cremation place. It was really nice. I had the opportunity. I'd interview a couple of people as they didn't really know it, but their family had already made plans for them to be cremated. <laughs> so I would say, hello, Edna and El Cajon. She would say, what? And I would say, well, your family's made plans for you to be cremated. Are, are you looking forward to going in there? And she said, this is the hardest phone call I've ever had to take. <laughs> so those ad libs went for about 45 seconds because listening to a sweet old lady cry on the phone as she realized her family was pushing them down the street wasn't really the way <laughs> most people like to listen. So when you guys go 14 fucking minutes about a guy who builds a fence, Jesus Christ already. <laughs> I can't wait to have you tell me about the next guy who screws the light bulb in. Woody's Wonderworld. <laughs> Fucking guy probably burned the place down. Do you have any friends named Woody, Dave? I do. I do. I wish I did. <laughs> I wish my name was Woody Kintira. Coach Woody Kintira. Because it would remind people. I uh, Often I've been reminded my demeanor is a lot like Woody Hayes. If you don't get that, I'd grab you by the face mask. And I'd use this voice and say, do you want to see the bad side of me? Do you want me to get really angry? And people were like, what? It said, this is my mad face. I learned that watching Full Metal Jacket. Coach Woody uh, not I'm, Fuck, I'm not Woody Hayes. I'm Coach Woody Kintera. That's All right. my new name. So here's my question for you, Coach. Yeah, all right. Right now, the San Diego Padres find themselves in a situation where they told They're the fan fucked. base... <laughs> it's going to be about 2020 for this team to be contenders to make a run. I'd right say it's now, about 40-80. Chances of that vision being 2020 are about nil. You may want to call Dr. Sandy T. Feldman because you're blind as fuck. <laughs> so here's here's the deal with the Padres. Right now it looks like it's going to take a little bit longer than the projection. But you look at teams right now who are trying to do what the Padres have done and they've done a better job than the Padres, like the A's, the Phillies, the Braves, they've all done a better job. They started around the same time. They're all contending for the playoffs just this season alone. Right now, there's a rumor that the Padres are making a run for possibly Noah Syndergaard, 25-year-old ace, one of the aces of the Mets, and at the same time, David, or excuse me, not David Archer, David Archer, former quarterback yeah, for the Falcons. Yeah, he'd be great from the Falcons. He had a big-time arm. Chris Archer from the Rays. So Chris Archer is 30 years old, going to be a free agent after next season. Either yeah. one of those guys, are you interested in and are you willing to trade anybody in that farm system except Tatis to get those guys? Well, I think um, I've already forgotten about the first guy because it took you so long. Noah to Syndergaard. This. Noah Syndergaard. I'd like to know what Noah Syndergaard does in his private time. How the fuck do you get hand, foot, and hair disease or whatever the fuck <laughs> he got? foot and mouth disease. Yeah, Jesus. Considering you get that when you're under the age of five. Yeah, I thought I had some memorable nights in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Syndergaard here puts me to shame. Hey, buddy, do you ever hear rap it? I don't know what happened there. That guy, that's one fucked up hombre, and that's Spanish for guy. <laughs> Thanks, coach. <laughs> Not the fucked up part. Yes, I got it. Yeah, I think that part you'd say one pinchy. Uno pinchy. Cavron. (laughs) 
A lot of people. That's why I like coming yeah. down here, Dave, because I get to show my true side. Who the real Woody Quintero is. Full of Spanish cuss words. <laughs> All right, so what do you do? Are you willing to sit there and get your farm system? For a guy like Noah Syndergaard, because I think we all agree, Chris Archer doesn't make any sense at all. The guy's 30 he had years 13 old. 13 strikeouts the other night in six <laughs> innings. He sucks. You know who the last guy had 13 strikeouts in six innings? Will Myers. Hey, I'll be here all night. Try the veal. Where do you stand on Padre moves? Well, it would depend on who they wanted to move. I can remember a lot of okay, times. Okay, let's say McKenzie hey, Gore. I thought I was talking. I didn't mean to talk while you were interrupting me. Go ahead. I thought genius. you asked the question, Coach. I'm, I'm Coach Woody. I told you I got a little bit of the Rojo because I've had two beers, which is more than I've had in a month, and I'm here on about three and a half hours sleep, so I may get fucking nuts tonight. <laughs> I may streak up and down the street, show people who the Running real slower than Gary Sanchez. Show people who the real Woody Quintero is. What did the hell do you mean by that? <laughs> kind of more balsa, not really oak or redwood, more toothpick. <laughs> Can we keep talking? I'm making myself I sad. need to get an answer to my question. Well, I wouldn't want to trade anybody. I can remember back in the day when the great general manager, Kevin Towers, leaned on me so much. And he would always ask me if I was interested. Who was that fucking Tim Hire? Who'd they have that? Tim thing? Hires. Tim Hires. He had about 17. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> you were talking full metal jacket. Holy shit. Is that Bobby Duvall? Are they filming Apocalypse Now down here? God damn, fuck me. I'll tell you what, though, Dave, in the morning when I have my coffee, here's a couple of Vietnamese girls that come down. I don't know how to say their name, but my goodness, they're as pretty as a flower. They look so nice. I don't like how comfortable they are eating ducks, though. I loved Huey, Louie, and Dewey, and just to think that they're there in that soup with that basil. I'd like, is that Huey or Louie? So sad. They made so much fun. And what happened to their little sailor outfits? How come they're not recognized somewhere? Uh, when, when. <laughs> you know what's really sad about this bit? Is that I used to like Jeff a lot. But then I'm going to hear this thing and I'm going to wish him nothing but a slow, painful motherfucking death. <laughs> Fuck him. He couldn't have done shit at Tory Pines other than flunk out. Yeah, he would not have been able to pull off the Cardinal in gold. Not any fucking chance. Him and Judd Bushler ran for the fucking hills. Dave, I couldn't give less of a fuck <laughs> about Chris Archer. Okay. Or Syndergaard or anybody Or Syndergaard? Else. Fuck Syndergaard. He's going to come here and be a big fucking pile of shit. Like the last guy that came from New York here. Every guy that ever came from New York. Tim Tuffle? Brian Mitchell. But all of a sudden, fucking Andy Green, somebody that nobody will ever call Woody Green because he doesn't have the toughness, and he's going to give Brian Mitchell another, another chance. chance. Yeah, that's why I just said, Holy shit. Jinx. You Holy owe me a, shit. Jinx, uh, you owe me, how many, what do you repeat yourself over there? I just can't get over it. Anyway, you're on pace to lose about 115 games, but we're yeah, going to give this guy fuck. another chance. Shit, is Donald uh, Sterling running that team? We trying to get Ralph Sampson? What the fuck no are we shit. doing over here? It's only $141 for a ticket, though, to the game, so that's affordable. <laughs> and, hey, there's always that chance you might run into Andy Ashby. <laughs> You're right, Coach. So that'd be great. 
Can't wait. We're only about two weeks away from Sterling Hitchcock bobblehead night. We celebrate every fucking thing that happened in 1998. Be great. Be awesome. A couple weeks after that, it'll be every fucking... Didn't Jack Buck die in 1998? We'll have Jack Buck bobblehead night. Oh, my gosh. All right. So no Syndergaard, no Archer. Stay the course is what you're saying. Yeah, stay the course. 2024 will be here before you know it. <laughs> what I'm really upset about is I have 10,000 free Padre windbreakers that I got a couple of different times when I was collecting signatures. And now all those appear to be uh, really worthless if they go back to the brown and gold. People are going to look at me and say, hey, what's with that? And I'm going to have to say, I don't know. I got it for free. What are you going to do with all those sand and windbreakers you have now? Yeah, I got a lot of them. I don't know. Probably the same thing I did with all those Santa suits I had from when I worked at the mall. Just keep them in case anybody calls and wants them. Do you have a Santa suit? <laughs> no, I don't have That a doesn't Santa smell suit. like heartbreak? <laughs> I don't either. I have 20 of them. All right, speaking of suits, what the hell is up with your buddy Boltman? Boltman <laughs> got $71,000 as an offer for his costume, yeah. but he couldn't say goodbye Bullshit. to it. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Show me the fucking offer. There's not a bigger fucking lie in this town. Liar, liar, right? Well, who is liar, liar? Who is the main character? A fucking lawyer? <laughs> yeah. so, so that's it. Had to hold on to the costume and then asked Eric Weddle to buy it. Holy shit. I sent Weddle a text tonight. I go, there's not a bigger fucking dipshit in this town <laughs> than fucking Boltman. What? What is that guy thinking? You know, he used to always show up on TV in a suit. He looked like when uh, in the movie Big. Yeah. And remember when Tom Hanks got got fucking. Well, Tom Hanks went big. But then remember at the end when they shrunk him down yeah. and he had that oversized suit yeah. on. Or when chicks and like Janine Garofalo in the 80s thought they were hot in a yeah. men's suit. And you're like, no, get out of here. <laughs> Paula Poundstone. That's what fucking Boltman looked like when he'd show up at City Hall. He looked like fucking Paula Poundstone. He'd sit down there and try to make his big bull. You know, one of the things that I'm most proud of. He just fucking look up and like, Sherman's just, Scott Sherman's just yawning. <laughs> fucking guy. Give me a break. And the funniest fucking thing was when I went to the game last year. I took my sons up. Yeah. To the Chiefs game. Well, who comes down looking for fucking attention but that dipshit? He's the biggest fucking clown in the history of this city. Full of clowns. Mike Aguirre thinks he's a fucking clown. I, I can't believe all of us. Well, not I didn't. Show me some fucking documentation of somebody that offered you 71 grand. 71 grand and said, guess what? $600 shipping. But guess what? I, I'm not going to do it. $600 shipping? Yeah. 600 bucks is shipping. So you're going to drive it over there? It's gonna, it's gonna, he couldn't say goodbye to it. It's his, it's his identity. That's what he is. He's Boltman. With that grin on it. That the Chargers never wanted any part of. The own team no. didn't want any part of it. I said for years, man. When that team left, he was sitting there with his little shoes on, kicking rocks on the curb. I said, what's the matter, buddy? I go, fuck, I hear you, baby. I know. I said, I know. Okay? Stop smiling. Yeah, fuck. You know, are you smiling to avoid crying? And I go, well, shit. So then one time, I just said to him, I go, let me ask you a question. 
Just manda, manda head. <laughs> I go, have you been fucking whacked in that suit? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you, you little fucking pervert. You little fucking pervert. That's what I said. <laughs> I go, hey, you're fine with it? I'm fine with it. <laughs> I said, you little shit. Who'd have thought it, huh? You little fucking bike pants there, you little shit. Get out of here. You want to take kids? No. <laughs> no. I don't. And I'd like you to go wash your hands. Take your clothes on. Yeah, you do, and they stink. <laughs> Well, I'm not right. gonna tell you what they stink like because right, I'm classy. Where are you going? What do you got to do? Classy. All right, we've been going for about an hour and fifteen, but I got I got one last question for you. How much would you pay for the Boltman suit? Nothing. Not even Fuck twenty it. bucks. What Fuck, are we if do I with ran that? the Hall of Champions, I'd be like, "Fuck you." Okay, let me ask. What if I bought the Boltman suit? Okay, I buy it and I find somehow I find a way to stuff it and put it on a stand. Yeah, and it's in my house. You walk in, don't you think less of me immediately? That you go, what the fuck's your problem? Is well, that the first I, thing to say to me? You'd say to me, "What would yeah, you say?" say that, I'd say that to you a lot. You do, probably. but you yeah. would look at that and go, "Jesus, this one I yeah. couldn't think any less of you." you yeah. Even if he gave it to me, let's let's okay. Play. Let's say he gave it to me. So, Dave, I want you to have it. And I did the same thing. I stuffed it. It's standing straight up. And as soon as you walked into my house, it's right there. The first thing you see in my office, next to the t- next to the TV, like my buddy with his big his yeah. Bob's big boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wouldn't you say, "What the fuck"? That's the first. I know you. You'd you'd go nuts. You'd freak out. Going, are you serious right now? All right, I'm gonna play the role of Boltman without yeah. the mask on, and and this is gonna be you, Dave Palais. Yeah. Okay, Dave. This costume, whether you're a Charger fan or you're not, it's iconic. It's iconic, and it's likable, and kids loved it. And I really just don't want to throw it away. But emotionally, for me. Having worn that suit for years, I just, every time I see it, it reminds me, it feels like, it really feels like the suit and I went through a divorce because that suit brought brought smiles to kids' faces. You and Jeff can mock me all you want, but you know what? You didn't see the looks on kids' faces when I came through, and people, for the most part, liked me. So now what I would like, and don't fucking roll your eyes. Go ahead. Was it's hard I, for me to get this eyes? out. <laughs> Sorry. So, Dave, I, I think you and I can, as gentlemen and longtime friends, we can negotiate a fair price. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to offer your price. And then if it's fair, say deal, kind of like deal or no deal. And if you say no, um, then I'll go a little bit lower and we'll see if we can't negotiate <laughs> okay. a price. That's okay. That's great. <laughs> so my opening bid right now, and I, I hope you'll keep this between you and me. Because of what happened on eBay. But I would like you to have the suit for $1,000. Absolutely not. $975. No. $900. No. I'm telling you right now, you could go to zero, Bolt, man. I don't want it. I don't want the fucking suit. I'll have it I'll cleaned. You, it doesn't matter. It's a joke. Here's how this suit goes. The own team didn't appreciate you in the suit. The team told you a million times they didn't want you in the suit. Mm-hmm. They didn't want you representing the organization in that suit. If you were the San Diego chicken... I would take that chicken outfit, stuff it, and put it in my house. I oh, would. So you like... The Philly Fanatic. I would do the same thing. I've never been to Philadelphia in my life. I would never do it for Boltman. Because the Chargers never recognized Boltman as the official mascot of the team. Chicken has a lot more body hair than Boltman. <laughs> 
I wouldn't take it for her. I, honestly, I'd look at it like, fuck. I don't want it. Where am I going to put it? I got to put it in a box and shove it in the garage somewhere. I don't want it taking up the space in the garage. I don't want it. Mm, you're so dumb. I'm not. <laughs> if you, you know offer, why I'm going to buy it? Okay, well, buy it. Let's see. He offered it to you. Don't even have to buy it. He just yeah. said, Jeff, I want you to have it. I want yeah. you to. You weren't fucking Spider-Man. You're fucking Bolt-Man, you idiot. You weren't solving crimes. No. You weren't even getting involved in fights with Raider fans. If I tell you this right now, are you finally, finally going to fucking admit six years later that I'm the glasses of San Diego? <laughs> go ahead. I, I swear to God, are you going <laughs> to fucking admit it? Yes, go ahead. I'm going to fucking buy that suit. Okay. I'm gonna buy that suit. Go ahead. We're all gonna laugh behind your back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Laugh okay. behind my back. Go ahead. Because we're gonna buy that suit, and for the twenty-first anniversary, it's gonna be great. Could it be a little different event? Just a small. Because we're not like the fucking Padres celebrating every year that it's twenty-one and twenty-two and four months since the '98 Padres won. But next year, we're gonna have a small, little. You know, get together at my favorite bar down the street on yeah. uh, on what the fuck is that street? You know the one I mean. What is that? Not easy. What is it? Which one? Miguel's over here? No, I love Miguel's. No, the one right off the 805 before Olympic. What the fuck is that street? It's not Takati Road. What the fuck is it? <laughs> Telegraph. Telegraph. Telegraph Canyon. Canyon. Yes. Okay, so when we come up. Takati Road. Yes. You know what the fuck I mean. Yes, I got you. So we're going to go about a mile east, and there's that great bar. It looks like just the perfect old school bar. We're going to okay. have a small get-together there. And uh, we're going to have a few drinks. Okay. And all of a sudden, just for fun, look who's going to walk in. But Boltman. And Boltman's going to have the, the costume on. Yes. And everything else. Okay? But what's going to happen next is where I earn my fucking title is Glasses of San okay. Diego. Because while Boltman's walking around and shaking hands and smiling and you're fucking snickering yeah. with your douchebag friend Steve Woods, <laughs> all of a sudden in the background, fucking girls, girls, girls is going to turn on Motley Crue. Yeah. And we're going to be like, well, that's kind of weird. Because it's not that little fucking nitwit Boltman in the suit. It's fucking Lisa Ann. And she's coming out of that suit. Lisa Ann is not wearing the Boltman costume. I bet she would. Never. I bet she would. Never. She's a Catholic schoolgirl. Nurse. Cheerleader. Pilot. Yes, pilot. Dental hygienist. <laughs> Vice president. Yes. If you can get her to admit that she would get in that costume I'll and use a part of a routine, and she says, yes, I will say you are the glasses of San Diego. Okay. Otherwise, she wouldn't sit in that fucking suit in the carpool lane with me driving up the fucking 805. That'd be hot. That but when she's hot. when girls, girls, girls kick out, now that'll be hot. <laughs> and guess what? Oh, hold on. If you're in a strip club and all of a sudden Boltman jumps on a pole, you go, what the fuck? But here's the great thing. What's going to make it really, really funny is at the end when she's done... And we've all tipped her out. We're going to have the real Boltman run across the stage. You know, like when the chicken gets his suit yes. pulled off and he's got that yellow yeah, long naked. underwear on? Yeah. Boltman's going to have that. And he's going to run across the stage. <laughs> like, hey, where'd my suit go? And we're all going to laugh. And then we're going to fucking run him right out of there. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> shithead. <laughs>
When's the last time you called someone a shithead? Uh, prior to right now, two beers into my night. <laughs> oh, that's I tell you what, I won my. <laughs> I don't think I've called someone a shithead since 1987. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to ask her. If I bought the thing. <laughs> Go ahead, ask her. Pull up your car and leave. What the fuck did you just say? Uh, I may have to drive her to the event. Now what? There you go. <laughs> I tell you to drive her in the Boltman costume yourself. See what she gets in the car. The answer's going to be no. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right, let me ask you, because yeah. we'll have a show. Now, let's say, because I think there's a chance I'm driving her to the event. Okay. To the venue. What do I have on the radio? Stern? You wouldn't have anything on. You're just talking to her. Yeah, I have some kind of music on, right? Oh, fuck, I don't know. What the fuck would you have on? Let me figure out what you'd have on. I haven't thought about it. You probably have fucking... Oh, bullshit! Bullshit! I never thought for one second you'd be in my car. Oh, my God. Look <laughs> at you fucking lying to this audience that has treated you like family. You fucking asshole. You've thought a million times you had her in the car. Now, this time, she's not fucking duct taped in the trunk. <laughs> you did. <laughs> this time, she's actually up front. And she's there on her own free will. Now, what are you playing? Charlie Pride? That ain't going to get it done. <laughs> you got to. Yeah, you're not playing that shit. Playing uh, Oh No by the by the Commodores? <laughs> what? Hold on. See if I can play right here. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going slow music or I'm going, going something, something harder? What the fuck? What could you get away with? Danzig? You can't play Danzig. You're going to scare with Danzig. Yeah, fuck, because it's going to be like 4 o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. You can't have Lisa in the car and play Mother. Yeah, right? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I like that you act like you haven't fucking ever thought about having her no. in your car. I haven't thought yeah. for a second. What would you have on the car if, uh, if Nicole Eggert was in the car? Oh, it would have to be something 80s. Just something from Tiffany. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. All right, um... I think that's about Tiffany it. Tiffany could have been. I know the song, actually. How's that one? What the fuck? I don't know that song. What is could have been? Well, it's obviously a song. What, what could have been great. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> She's like, God damn. <laughs> I could have been in the back of a limo. That's it. Instead you're of driving have... in your diesel rabbit. Yeah, you're going to have music on. You're going to be asking her a million questions. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. What are you going to do? It's not talk to her? What are you, a fucking Uber driver? Going out for a mint? And tell her where to charge her fucking phone? Tell her I own a fucking yeah. disco in Bangladesh. Jesus, like Metis Calco says. Jesus. Fucking, you weren't there. I've asked you this a million times. Were you there or not there when Sebastian Maniscalco was in studio with us? I wasn't there. You were there with Pablo Francisco. Yeah. Those are the two guys. Pablo Francisco did the... I made the mistake. I hope people know who that is. These will be the two, and then I'm ready to get the fuck okay, out of there. Okay, go ahead. So every now and then, you get uh, stand-up comedians yeah. that would come through. And Dave, I made it made me think the other day of this when Frank Caliendo was making the routine. Because holy fuck, these guys work at night. They do shows till like midnight. And then they have to come in and do morning radio. Yeah. And it's always some fucking douche, right? That thinks they're funny. Yeah. And they're going to try to hang with them. And you got to tell the same fucking joke <laughs> over and over again. 
the whole thing. And so when Caliendo was making the routine and said over and over, how many times did you hear him talk about John Gruden not using GPS? You're like, this fucking guy. <laughs> right? Did you hear him yeah. say that? Yeah. So we had two different guys. One was with me and Rosie, and the other was uh, you and me. And the one with me and Rosie is a guy who's on Showtime right now, Sebastian Maniscalco. And he does Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with uh, Seinfeld. Okay. And this fucking guy, God damn it, man. He was so funny. And you and me, Rosie, said the same thing. We go, look, we're just so stoked that you're here. Just what? where do you want to go? Like, we're fucking open season. Yeah. We don't give a shit. And so he just came in and he, he did this whole thing about, like, when you go into the Ross store and clothes are on the floor. And he was just, he's killing me for wearing flip-flops. And he was just amazing. He was so fun. Um, but he did a thing talking about Uber drivers, how they're always giving you a fucking mint, yeah. saying, <laughs> always telling you they own a fucking disco in Bangladesh. <laughs> and I was fucking done. But Pablo Francisco, I said to him, I said, um, I don't think it was my wife, although it may have been. But I said, I took a date to see you. And I said, I laughed so... He was in the green room, yeah. getting ready to go on Kogo. Just sitting there by himself. And I said, I took a date to see you, and you did this routine. And I said, it was the kind of laugh where you're like, you're honestly embarrassed and you can't control it because it struck me so funny. And I said, I don't think she ever, I ever talked to her again. And he's like incredibly nice, and he was happy that I'd seen him. And he goes, what bit was it? And I said, it's when you did... Don LaFontaine, yeah. the, the the movie guy. Because yeah, I great. said, I said, voiceover guys are just the best. He goes, oh, shit, man. He goes, that was awesome. And if you remember, you guys see that shitty studio that they show on Fox Sports San Diego. And I was sitting where Nick sits. Dave's where Judd is. And I'm sitting where Nick is. And Pablo Francisco is, what, Dave? 14 yeah. inches yeah. to my right? And he's talking, and we're just bullshitting and everything yeah. else. And this fucking guy looks right at me and starts doing the routine. <laughs> and I fucking lost it again. Yeah. I I could not breathe. And he just kept fucking, dude, he's looking at me doing it. And you said something about, like, doing voices where you go, you know, fuck around, sit coach yeah. or whoever else we do. But if you have somebody like that, and he's so incredibly talented, and I that was like one of my, I told him, I go, we've had the experience of doing so many fun things on this. We've been yeah. so incredibly lucky. But I said, I will remember that for the rest of my life, that you did that for me. I go, I know you've done that routine a million times. And he goes, dude, I literally did it for an audience of what? And he goes, and you were, he goes, fuck, yeah. it was great. That's I go, cool. I could not, like, you had to throw yeah. it to break. But, um, but that was just the shit where you go, yeah, man. Maniscalco. I was trying to think, did any of those guys? It was always tough doing comedians. I think it was tough for us to first have. You said, I remember you used to find The rhythm. It. Yeah, you used to find it because guys don't know how to set them up. You want to kind of say, I'll put you in the direction you just go. And I'm getting out of your way. Yeah, get out of the way. But it, it, otherwise, it is tough when comedians come in and you're sitting there saying, be funny. I mean, do that to anyone. Say, I want you to be funny right now. Well, that's why I always hated, respectfully, and I still hate it. I don't want to go on Paul Rudy, and I don't want to go on. I never wanted to go on with CS or any other thing because if you listen to this, 
the show always kind of starts off somewhat normal. Yeah, we have no notes. We just go. We have nothing. We just go. And then somewhere along the line, the shit completely falls off the rails. Yeah. But it doesn't just get there, right? You can't go into KUSI and go, well, hey, Paul, give me two beers. And I'm going to sit there in about 25 fucking minutes. I'll think of something fucked up about a really nice guy like John Quintera, and I'll think about how he warmed up a donut and put it in coffee, and then he used his fingers and he scooped it out, and then how when people weren't looking, he scooped it out of the guy next to him, and then just because it made me laugh, which I know will make Dave laugh, I'm going to, as coach, I'm going to say, it hurts my feelings when people say, do we need to call an ambulance? Well, I can't fucking do that. That's not going to happen in a minute and a half. Yeah. That's why I'm like, nah, I don't want to go on there. Because it was the same thing. They're like, well, do that. Yeah. Go do what you do on your show. I'm like, I do it because I feel like I'm sitting here talking to you. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I never pay attention that these fucking things are being recorded yeah. and geeksters listen to it. And I'm like, <laughs> shit, so dumb. Or coach may hear it. Um, but yeah. And I can't do that. That's the other reason why I can't go on 97.3 or anywhere else and do what Dave and I did tonight, just dicking around because it makes us laugh. Yeah. If it makes us laugh, hopefully it makes you laugh. Hopefully it makes the audience. It does. It, it well, that's really reaction. nice. You know, I've done everything I could to make San Diego a better place to live. Well, all of a sudden, some fucking guy with a bowling ball sized head starts saying, hey, that I'm using my fingers to get donut crumbs out of a cup. And that somebody would look next to me and wonder if I needed medical help. But yeah, great. I'm glad that makes you two fucking no talents laugh. Really funny. You know what makes you know what you know what I heard made people laugh is when you were in gym class and took your shorts down. See that? That's major major network radio humor right there. Not your shit about hey, do I need to call? Hey, do I need to call an ambulance? Well, that's really great. Let's joke about people that have. You know, the need for, for first responders. I've done a lot of things. <laughs> first responders are heroes. <laughs> and so am I. And I'll tell you another thing. First responders get autographed footballs in time for the event. I don't know where he went. I'll tell you one thing. If I call a first responder they're good, and they promise to sign football, Yep. Of Ryan Lindley. I'll have it by August 1st. <laughs> they won't come back with, hey, there's a second one on the way. That's why they're heroes and I am too. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you another thing. First responders in testy times, they they never make obscene gestures. That's a sign of lack of maturity. Which you two fuckers and apparently your children know really well. You know what all I like to do, Dave? I like to enjoy Rubio's with my wife at night and just have a conversation and ask her about her day. Do you ever do that? Son of a bitch. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> do you ever just say to your wife, hey, how was your day? Would you like me to go get some Rubio's? Or do you just say, hey, run and get it. I'll eat it later, woman. That's exactly how it went. That was a conversation on the show before we started. My wife went and brought Rubio's on tonight. I said, I'm not eating it until the show's over. Damn get it. her feelings hurt. She all complained to Jeff about it. I, just, I love that she still complains to me. Yeah. What happened there 20 years in? Somebody to listen to. Well, That's I told her. I said, if he put me through what he puts you through, I told her my emotions would be in shambles. 
I think she believed it. All right, before we get out of here, I want to mention Ryan Barkley. Ryan Barkley oh, and Scott doing a fantastic job. My yard's coming back to life. Backyard looks, looks great. good. Front yard, I thought I was going to rip the whole damn thing out because of those fucking rabbits. Ryan has my yard looking great right now. He can make your yard look great as well. Business is great for those guys because so many people have listened to the show, and we appreciate you guys calling Ryan. We appreciate them paying their bill. Scott, yes. Those guys are doing a great job. What? And don't forget, Ryan Barkley is <laughs> your guy. If you're in the situation right now I was in where you needed help with the lawn, you wanted to fix that backyard up a little bit, call Ryan and Scott. Ryan's direct number, 619-669-8000, 619-669-8000. You know what I did? I called uh, Ryan and Scott. I said, you know, your life would be a lot easier if you just went and got a little bit of turf builder. And I asked him, I said, hey, uh, why don't I back up my flatbed? Because I got one that's full of bullshit. It's called my 30-year career. And we could lay that over Dave's yard, throw some grass seed down. And they said, hey, uh, Coach Woody, why don't you let us call you when we need you? And that left me kind of shook up because I, I felt like, but you know, they're East Lake guys and East Lake guys think it's really funny to pick on guys like me. that have done so much to make this town better, help so many youngsters, young men like uh, Ryan Barkley's brother. He would not have been the player he was if it wasn't for me when I scouted him a couple of different times when I was coaching over there at Santa Fe Christian. I was on the staff with Brian Sype. Well, I wasn't really. I showed up a couple of times until they called the authorities and I had to leave. And can you believe all the free work I did there? And they couldn't even throw me the lunch deal. A hot dog, no no mustard, uh, Fritos, and a small mellow yellow. I don't know. You can still buy mellow yellow. Yeah, you can. You can get in certain places. Solana Beach, where I grew up, Dave. It's mean over there by... Uh, Whatever that fucking street is with the 10,000 whitewashed furniture. Everybody loves that shit. Couldn't be more fucking comfortable to watch a movie. The only thing it'd be nicer is maybe if they send one of those stockade things, like a guillotine. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really nice if I could just fucking rest on my white painted wood. Looks like some guy looks like fucking Peter North was working back there in the fucking finishing department. Maybe I could just put a pillow over a guillotine. This feels great. Maybe later on you could have your pet electric eel snuggle up next to me and I could watch a movie and think about when I was really, really making it in this town, making twenty nine grand a year. <laughs> what the fuck was I supposed to even I'm be not, talking about? I'm not, I think you're done. I think you're Shit. Done. Probably shouldn't have had that second beer. <laughs> All right, we done? Let's get the fuck out of here. Right, Let's talk to your dopey fucking kids, see what he's up to. Seen All right. Hey, everybody, do me a favor, okay? Don't laugh at this shit. Your laugh are my tears, okay? You tell them, stop it. Get a new fucking routine. You're as bad as fucking Ben Reed's raps. Do something original, would you? Holy fuck. You don't see John Gennaro doing this shit. Say goodbye, David, and tell me again that shitty Tiffany song you'd play. When Nicole Eggert was there. It probably would have been Tiffany. Could have been. Oh, my God. That's the story of your fucking career. It could have been your fucking loser friend over there. Thank you, Coach. Look. All I want to do is make the city project. Wishing all the OGs could see me, nah, nah, yeah And when you feel something you can't see 
But you know it's meant to be You gon' realize that this is bigger than me, yeah That you get it even if I can't get it with you I pray to God you never let the little things in life distract you from the bigger picture Everybody in the city to me like a distant cousin, brother, little sister I see myself in the young ones when I look in their eyes it feel like a mirror Carly on all on my own, Cartier all on my arm All I hear is Cyrus and car alarms, niggas going to war with no armor on First time I seen a dead body, I was 14 and I felt the pressure Like if I don't get it, I might end up next to him I'ma take the dice and I'ma roll a 7 7 7 7 7 11 it's 9 11 getting caught around The hood America's lost and found Where niggas get lost and never found All I ever wanted was to turn these G's into M's and the Mercedes key Got it and I still felt incomplete That's when I realized this shit was bigger than me Bigger than me when the whole town on their feet and they all just waiting on you to speak That's when you realize that this is bigger than me All I wanna do is make the city proud, yeah Wishing all the OGs could see me now, now, yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, You gon' realize that this is bigger than me In the same place 10 years later, man, that shit pathetic God talking to me telepathic Like it only happened if you let it I can't spend my whole life Looking at the same ceiling fan When I feel like I ain't got no ceilings, man If I ain't special, why I feel it then? I gotta get on the road I gotta be the one chose I gotta come back and tell the greatest story They never told This must be the feeling that you get When you know you close And you know it's a way in Even when the doors are closed And realize this shit is bigger than me, yeah Bigger than me When the whole town on their feet And they all just waiting on you to speak That's when you realize that this is bigger than me All I wanna do is make the city proud, yeah Wishing all the OGs could see me now, now, yeah Second time doing this, I know that sounds crazy, but you know, I just I don't know why I always imagine myself as like someone who failed at everything he ever did at life, you know. And I got to the end of life and just regretted it all and 
somehow this was my chance to go back and get it all right. And when I wake up with that mindset, you know, it completely changes my hunger, how I approach the whole day. And if you decide to live your life like that, then, psh, man, I guarantee we'll live life to our best, best potential. It's that simple. It's all about living in the moment. Period.